Hey, everybody. We are back with Do The Woo, episode 37. This is Bob WP, and this is another momentous occasion as we have our one of our new co-hosts premiering on this particular show, Mendel Curlin from um, The Globe, from The Universe. Mendel, amazing guy. Hey, hi. Hey, Mendel. How are you doing? Well, what's up, Bob? <laughs> it's fun to be here for for the uh, the inaugural uh, Mendel and Bob uh, WooCommerce extravaganza. Yeah, this is. Been... I mean, the Bob and Mendel. I didn't yeah. mean that. Put myself first. Sorry about yeah. that. Bob. Oh, the hey, you know, whatever. MBBM. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the BM show. We can call it that now. Anyway, we will move on, and we have a very cool guest here. This. I'm telling you, this is like one of those mainstays in the WooCommerce space, somebody that you can always depend on. And he's he's there. He's he's full of woo. He's um he's an awesome guy. Hey, we have Zach Stepig. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I think Mendel's doing good. How are you? I'm I'm great. I uh, I I really liked that Zach is full of woo. I love full. that. That to the brim, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brimming with woo. That is that is good. <laughs> we we shall all be brimming with woo by the time we are done here. Yeah, exactly. And that's um, yeah. The, there's there's so many taglines. You know, we just have our original one each show. <laughs> Zach, for those that don't know you, or maybe they know you but don't really know what you're up to, can you kind of give us a quick nutshell background type of thing, and then we'll we'll dive into some more stuff. Sure. So I'm Zach Stepik. I'm the CEO of MindSize. Uh, we're an agency that does a lot in the WooCommerce space. But uh, more specifically, we build high-performing, incredibly scalable e-commerce sites for the world's greatest brands. And that is, uh, in a nutshell, what we do. Um, just to put it a little further, uh, we help store owners. We help them run more effective businesses. We help them make more money. So if you're a store owner and you want to make more money, and you want to run a more effective business, then uh, that's exactly what we help you do. How did you get into WooCommerce yourself? So I got a call on Thanksgiving from a friend, uh, Noah Courier, who is the founder of an organization called Oscar Mike. And uh, Noah was having a bit of trouble with his WooCommerce site. Um, they had run an interview uh, with Jeff Joniak, the voice, the voice of the Chicago Bears, on Thanksgiving Day during the, the Bears-Packers game. And the poor little VPS that they had been set up on that also had their email server on it was not enough to handle the load. Uh, they couldn't scale. And they got about, I think, 12 orders before the site just died. Everything went down. And... Uh, we you know went in and it took about four hours to get the site back up and running because um he didn't know the login to the vps i had never worked on the site before so when we finally got the vps rebooted um it was four hours later all the traffic was gone and the opportunity had been missed and so I spent a year and a half after that working on site at Oscar Mike, working directly with their team, doing everything from pulling and packing orders to building out new websites and handling infrastructure. 
And that is uh, how I was introduced into the Woo world in a big way. Um, I had built a WooCommerce site much earlier than that for a record label I was helping to run. Uh, we were going to sell digital downloads of our music through the record label's website. And I uh, had built a site then, way back when uh, Woo Themes was still making themes. And we were using White Light, I believe, as the theme for that site. Um, so, you know, I, I had had exposure to it before, but never at the level where I was involved in every aspect of running an e-commerce business. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, going back to those old woo themes. It's, that's interesting that sometimes it seems like a, a foggy distant memory. I think that was probably one of the second themes I bought was a woo theme back in, yeah, I don't know when it was maybe 2009 or something like that. But yeah, that does take us back. Bob, I want to, <laughs> I want to get back to this whole uh, pack uh, picking and packing thing. Tell so, what, why were you doing that? Well, because we were a team of five and when you have five people and you get a hundred orders in a day, you, everybody does what they need to do to get the orders out the door. Ah, so you were making their site more efficient and, and in return you were uh, graced with the excitement of, of uh, then picking and packing those, those orders. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're going to get a site to where it can handle more traffic and more orders with the same staff. You're going to have to figure out how to uh, use that same staff to get the orders out the door. Awesome. Was it that particular job that you thought, okay, I'm probably going to really be working with WooCommerce a lot? At what point was it even earlier on that you knew your focus would be so much around e-commerce? Yeah, it was definitely earlier on. Uh, After the time at Oscar Mike, I spent... uh, almost two years trying to work in corporate America again, and it just wasn't the right fit for me. And so um, I started applying for jobs as an e-commerce manager and doing uh, you know, e-commerce site development, and I got a job with a company called Clinton Electronics here in uh, Loves Park, Illinois. And you know, they're four minutes from my house, which was ideal. Um, and they needed a new website. So I built a new website for them, uh, worked very closely with, uh, the folks over at WP engine on that. Um, we ended up, uh, being the first site on a new plan that allowed for a little more scale with an e-commerce site. That was a business to business site that required, um, people to apply to be able to buy the items and to even see pricing. So we had it in catalog only mode unless you were logged in. Um, and on that site, I got to do some things I had never done before, like, uh, creating product pages that were incredibly detailed. So, you know, we were able to go in and create product pages that, uh, had long form content combining kind of a landing page with, um, with the product page itself. So. Yeah, we were able to build these really amazing product pages that had videos incorporated in them. And uh, we were using a page builder to build out that content so that the marketing team could do that. Uh, Using the description for the product and a page builder to just build these really, really cool description pages. Uh, We also built out this whole specifications page system and uh, a plugin that let you... um, 
tag videos to products in a, in a tab, uh, a downloads plugin that allowed uh, showing executable zip or uh, PDF files in a downloads tab if they were attached to the product. And this crazy accessories plugin that probably is not as performant as Patrick Garman would make it. Um, but it goes through and it finds all of the accessories that are tied to that product by repurposing upsells and cross sells because we didn't need those on the site. So repurposed upsells and cross sells and every, uh, applicable accessory for each product shows on the accessories tab. So really, really cool, deep customization. Uh, if you look at the Clinton electronics website at clintonelectronics.com, uh, and then you think that this is a storefront based theme with customizations. It's really uh, pretty amazing what we were able to get out of the storefront theme. So I, I'm curious. Uh, so Clinton Electronics, this was the second one where you kind of embedded as an employee, right? Yeah. Um, and then at some point, presumably, you became an agency with um, with employees of your own. So at, at what point did that did that happen? And I'm curious if you can tell us who your first, um, like, holy cow, I can't believe I got this client client was. Well, that was actually the story of uh, the beginning of MindSize. So um, I was at WordCamp US in, uh, this would have been December 2016 in Philadelphia. And uh, Mendel, I actually think that's the one we met at. Ah, yes. I remember it well. But uh, I was there, and this this guy that I had uh, barely known at the time, uh, Chris Lemma, uh, came up to me and said, hey, I hear you do a lot with scaling WooCommerce. And that was because I had been speaking on scaling WooCommerce for a while. Um he said, we're going to be doing some crazy things at this new job I just started, and I want to talk to you about how we might be able to work together. Well, the new job he had just started was obviously his position at Liquid Web, and the things he wanted to do together were build a managed WooCommerce hosting platform. By the way, I, I just want you to know, I didn't know this story, so that wasn't a plant uh, or something like that. I, I literally had no idea. Uh, Good homework done there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that says about me, but anyway, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. So we, uh, we signed our first contract before we even had the business paperwork, uh, fully completed, uh, January 17th of 2017, we started the company with one client, uh, based on Chris taking a bet and, uh, you know, being willing to, uh, take a little bit of a risk on a company that was just starting up. Uh, we had already been talking about starting a company. I was already feeling that entrepreneurial pull again. And then uh, I had talked with Patrick Garman, um, and we decided we shouldn't be doing this separately so that we were going to start working together. And I asked him to come in as a partner at MindSize, and uh, the rest is history. We uh, we started MindSize. We filled a, an area that had extreme need. Uh, you know, my partner and CTO is really the, the person who has pushed WooCommerce further than anybody else in the world. And, uh, through that, we've been able to specialize in 
really highly performant WooCommerce sites and building things on top of WooCommerce that other people would, would say are impossible. So you, uh, you, you started this company and, um, and you got your first client uh, after WordCamp US in Philadelphia. And then you, uh, you, you started gaining additional clients. And I'm sure that one of the things that you talk about with clients a lot, uh, because I've talked with a lot of people in the agency space is, yeah, WooCommerce really can do that, right? Um, and people are like, ah, you know, it's not going to be able to take as many orders as I want, or it's not going to be able to have this functionality or that functionality, and and maybe it's not secure enough. And what what do you say to people? Like, how how do you defend this thing that we are all full of, which is Woo, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, one of the ways that we talk about that with with potential clients and with just anybody we're talking to at WordCamps or anywhere else is uh, by telling them that it's not the platform that's the issue. It's the decisions that people make with the things surrounding the platform. So WooCommerce core can scale. We've proven it time and time again. But if you make bad decisions on what plugins you're going to install on your site or if you have a theme that's really, really heavy and takes a long time to load, you're not going to have a successful site. Um, you know, plugins are not always built as well as you would hope. And so we have, uh, in a lot of cases, simply gone in and rebuilt plugins that we couldn't find another um, solution for. You know, if it's something that they, they need that they're just, there just isn't another plugin and the plugin that is there is not performant. We, uh, we will rebuild it. We'll make a more performant version. And just by focusing on making sure that everything runs well, uh, without caching. And that's the key. Caching is a band aid. Right. If it runs well without caching, then caching is just going to make it faster. But if it doesn't run well without caching and it's suddenly running well with caching, well, that's a scalability issue because that isn't going to stay that way forever. And it's not going to make a difference then when they get to the checkout anyway. Exactly. So you can make the site as fast as you want with caching and then, oh, we're in a we're at a point in the uh, sales process now where they can't be cached and now the site is running slow as a molasses and what is the worst time to have an issue with your site well it's after the person has made a decision to purchase and you're adding friction during the purchase process any friction you add at that point will cause a bounce it's going to cause them to leave they're never going to complete the purchase so we focus on performance before caching and we use tools like New Relic to analyze uh, where slow queries are happening on a site to determine uh, where the bad actors are based on the decisions that the store owner or their developers have made before we're involved. And just by doing that, by uh, auditing what is on the site, which we do you know, at a fixed fee, it's $5,000. We go in, we take a look at everything, we give you a report. And uh, at the end of the, the report, you have 
a prioritized list of things that we think you should do to make your site more performant. And, you know, we try and keep that at a low price point so that anybody can get 20 hours of our time uh, just by committing that. Um, and we can help them to have a more efficient site and sell more. Hopefully that's, you know, the goal with everything, right? If we're not helping an e-commerce store to be more successful, then why are we involved? Cool. This kind of, it's not really a segue into this, but I want to bring up the S word, um, Shopify. And only for a question, I know that you're a Shopify partner as well at MindSize. Do most clients that come to you, I guess it's a little bit of a two-part, do they pretty much have a platform in mind? I mean, do they think, okay, I, I, I want to start on WooCommerce. I want to start on Shopify. And then if they do come to you with that kind of a decision how often do you actually you know go through the process and yes this is your best choice but do you look at it the criteria and and also subjectively say here's why you may look at this or here's why you may look at that so we end up more being in a position where we're defending the platform they've already chosen um just because we're called in where when there's already an issue which means there has to be something there now that doesn't mean we're not capable of taking a site from nothing to something uh we just that's not our primary business um so most of the time we'll get a call from somebody who uh they're fed up because they feel as though WooCommerce isn't meeting their needs. And the only reason it's not meeting their needs is because either they have the wrong hosting or they have the wrong plugin mix or uh, they're getting more traffic. You know, the, the hosting is, is undersized for what they need uh, or they just need some help to figure out how to optimize process uh, in their back office in order to be able to handle a larger volume of orders. So they don't, not many come to you. I mean, they're, like you said, they're pretty much set. They have their needs. They want a, you to work on the site and essentially make it better. Do you ever get anybody that comes and says, you know, I am on this and I'm thinking of this and, and you're, you know, they're, they're maybe in the middle. I, you know, they may be, far along with their site and their store and, and things just aren't going and they think another platform may be a better solution. Are those things that you even touch or approach or do you, do they even come up much or do more people, are most people pretty much set with what they have? They just want you to improve on that. So it takes scaling to a certain point before you're ready to spend the money for a replatforming. Um, but we do get people that contact us about replatforming as well. And in those cases, we really want to dive deep and we want, we want to analyze the motivation behind wanting to replatform. And when we take a look at what the motivation is, sometimes the motivation is something we can fix relatively easily and avoid the cost of a replatform. You know, I would be happy to sell everybody that comes to us and says we want to replatform a replatforming where we're building, you know, a custom theme and we're doing all of the work to replatform. But uh, for me, it's about 
providing the store owner with the best solution for where they're at now that gets them to where they want to be. And if that best solution doesn't involve, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in replatforming, then we're going to provide a solution that doesn't cost as much. Uh, we're going to provide a solution that gives them what they need without as large of an outlay of cash. And, you know, that all goes back to our mission to serve store owners and to, you know, make them more money and more efficient. I mean, those are, those two things guide everything we do. And if we're having them spend money needlessly, we're not helping them make more money. Well, you're, you're also, I'm, I'm convinced that there's an aggregate effect, right? That, um, that either, uh, well-positioned, well-executed, and efficient projects um, either contribute or take away from uh, from the brand of a platform, right? And so, you know, if, if every person out there developing a WooCommerce site um, is, you know, taking replatform jobs and leaving store owners with a bad taste in their mouth um, about that replatform and how much it costs and you know how how they're not actually making any more money it's just easier for them to use the, the platform or maybe they are making a little bit more money but it wasn't worth it right because because it was just a money grab on your part i think right. what what ends up happening is those store owners talk right small business owners talk it's 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 how people know where to go to get their books done and uh, what payment processors to use, and and WooCommerce, I think we have to realize is is you know no different in that respect. People talk and they say, yeah, you know, there's this cool thing that that um, I used that was actually you know pretty cost effective, and it's called WooCommerce. Um, you know, and some people say the same thing about Shopify, and and used to say the same uh, I think about Magento until it started climbing up more in price. Um, but, but I, th I think it's important. And I think what you're doing is, is, is doing a service to the ecosystem as a whole, um, making sure that, you know, you're not, you're not gouging people and giving them a bad taste in their mouth. Um, if they don't really need the services that you're offering. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, um, not only are we providing a service to the platform as a whole in that regard, but. Uh, as as you're both well aware, we uh, we serve as evangelists in the platforms that we work in. You know, we go out and we speak at events. We uh, are very active as a team in WooCommerce Slack, in you know the Facebook groups and other places where we can have a measurable impact that may not actually cause us to make money now, and. I want to give away as much as we can in order to help people while at the same time building a thriving agency. And it, that dichotomy between those two things, I find that the more that I pour and have the team pour into giving time, the more leads we get, the more work we have. And it really is just this, this fuel that fuels the rocket cart that is mind size. And, you know, we, uh, 
we've been very fortunate to be in the position that we are there. The timing was perfect when we started and, you know, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't think that, uh, it's amazing that we've been able to build what we have been able to build. Yeah. We're 11 people now. And that's a, a big change. You know, just the beginning of 2019, we were three people. So to go from three to 11 in that year, um, is pretty phenomenal. And, you know, we're attracting the right people because we have the right mix of, uh, of salary and benefits to make people want to work with us. And, you know, because of that, we've built an amazing team of people that are just some of the best people in the space in which we work. You know, we have, uh, people that have very strong experience in Laravel that are perfectly positioned for building custom middleware that helps our clients to be more effective. Uh, we have people that have a deep knowledge of how the WooCommerce internals work. We have people that have front end knowledge and can do everything from, you know, building the front end of uh, a, a WordPress uh, and WooCommerce site to uh, working in stencil or um, any of the other, you know, templating languages that big commerce or Shopify use. <clears throat> uh, these things have allowed us to expand what we offer to our clients. And we're going to continue looking at partnering with the right e-commerce brands to help them build the next phase of what their business is. And, you know, we want to be along on that journey with them. And the only way we can take that journey with them is if we have the right team of people behind us to do it. You know, store owners are the heroes in, the, in our story. They, they always will be. They're the people that took the time and made the effort to start something that they believed in. And we just want to serve them in becoming better at what they're already doing. Excellent. Where's the wisdom from Zach? This is, this is truly, and, and like um, we said, this is brimming with woo. So this is, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was deep. Um, I, I like, I like that, that, um, that the focus is always store owners, right? Even, um, even the, the work that, I'm doing now with Chris at liquid web is, is all about store owners. Right. So it's, um, it, sometimes it seems like, Oh, it's all about the developer. It's all about the, um, the agency or, but, but at the end of the day, right. Like who are we all serving? Right. Who's Bob serving? Yeah. He's, he's putting out a podcast and giving it to, as a gift to the, the WooCommerce world. Um, but it's really in service of, of the store owners. Um, which I think is, is a great thing to, to remember. Absolutely. And, you know, just to dig a little deeper uh, into one of the things that I mentioned, building the right team. Um, yeah, I know we're not quite to news yet uh, today, but um, somebody that I've been pursuing for a very long time just took a job. Um, and Patrick, darn you. Uh, but Patrick Rollin just joined uh, as a product marketing manager. Uh, on the liquid web nexus side. Um, and you know, that it's really, Chris is great about this too. 
you to build the right team of people, you have to have an environment in which those people can thrive. And I think he's done a really good job of creating that environment. It shows in the, in the people that have been attracted to work at liquid web and now Nexus on these products. Um, and of course with Patrick starting a product marketing role, uh, at Nexus, we have to talk about the fact that Nexus just released their managed WooCommerce plans, um, which from what I understand is a bit of a revitalization of everything across the board with how managed WooCommerce works at liquid web and Nexus from this point forward. Yeah, definitely. And that's, um, Zach couldn't have done a better segue there. I think I'll just have Zach come in and do this for every segue from guests. <laughs> and from my job. Because, yeah. I mean, this is like, okay, Mendel, I'll call you later in the year, you know, if Zach gets tired, but, um, no, that was perfect. And, because, and yeah, the, the news about Patrick is awesome. I, I did want to mention, yeah, the fact that a lot of things changed with the hosting plans. I, Hey, can we ever say, you know, especially for the entry level plans, they reduced down in price. And that is definitely, that was not just because Mendel was going to be the co-host this week. This actually <laughs> did happen this last seven days. So it has to be on this show. Well, I, I will tell, I, I, I want to say something about that because, um, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Okay. So I've, I've worked at, um, Nexus liquid web for two months now. Um, uh, be before that I was running a, a company called geek adventures and, um, and I was, it was deeply an e-commerce, um, play and, uh, everything was transacted online. There was, there was no money being transacted in person. So it was super important that it was performant. And I have been trying to rank against um, local gear shops and national shops uh, like REI and things like that. And, um, and it just wasn't possible without, without speed. And so it's funny because uh, I think it's almost two years ago now, I, I talked to the folks over at LiquidWeb and I said, hey, I need some help because this, my site's dying. And, uh, and so they they fix the performance issues by essentially bringing it over to the platform, and I remember at that time thinking to myself, like this isn't going to end well for me because I have to make enough money to be able to pay the fees for this managed application, right? Like I'm not I'm not a a huge enterprise like you know some of the people you have on your site like Central Market and Ragstock and stuff like that. I'm you know I'm small potatoes. Um, when these, when these plans came out, I was like, finally, there's, there's an opportunity for, uh, for the little guy, uh, or the, uh, you know, to, to get involved with something that's performant. And so that was, that was what was kind of cool about it to me, um, is, you know, thinking about that history that I had and realizing how hard I would have had it to get something that was just fast. Exactly. And that's how I feel when I saw it because I know my audience and, you know, I have a variety of people that have listened to me or read my stuff over the years and, and to find that optimal, nice, sweet spot for hosting, managed hosting, and now WooCommerce managed hosting. You have 
still the great features. And then you've added some others and I'll be, you know, putting a link in the show notes, take you over to actually my post that I, I wrote about it and yeah, excellent stuff. So, so it, it started out the week well, and also WooCommerce 3.9 came out. I'm not going to say finally came out. Any insights you have on it, or is it pretty much, um, yeah, we're, we're good to go. We're on to the next level here. Well, it's uh, it's definitely major in a couple of ways. And I'd say the biggest one is the push to new minimum version requirements for WordPress and PHP. Um, the requirement for at least WordPress 5. And more importantly, the requirement for PHP 7 or greater. Uh, when I was working at Clinton Electronics, we were one of the first sites on the WP Engine cluster that was running PHP 7. Uh, we were actually the first e-commerce site uh, that they were running under PHP 7. And I can tell you that the difference in performance that we saw between PHP 5.6 and going to PHP 7 was astronomical. And from there to where we are now with 7.3 and soon 7.4, um, all of these modifications to the underlying interpreter behind PHP have made things significantly faster. So just by raising the minimum version requirement, WooCommerce as a platform is going to make every site powered by WooCommerce that upgrades faster, simply because they have to make the switch. Now, there are older plugins that have trouble running on PHP 7. So, you know, as you're approaching this upgrade, if you aren't sure, or if you have a plugin that yeah, when you look at the list, it says it hasn't been updated for three years. Uh, you should probably take a look to make sure that, you know, that has PHP 7 compatibility. As always, with any WooCommerce upgrade, you want to run everything locally first. Test it, make sure it works on your local machine. Then test in a staging environment in a mirror of what your production environment is. And once you've tested in staging and you know everything works, only then should you upgrade your production site. And I can't stress this enough because if you upgrade your production site first and then things break, you've shut down your income stream. So, you know, unlike a content-based site where, oh, well, we have to reformat some content, this could completely stop your ability to take orders if you do it wrong. So having a testing plan in place where you test locally, you test in staging, and then you finally bring the upgrade to production is so important. Um, especially if you are not running PHP 7 now, and this, this upgrade is going to require you switching to PHP 7. Ask your host if you can get a secondary environment to test PHP 7 in, and then make the switch from having your live site on 5.6 or wherever it is now to PHP 7 um, when you're ready to do so and you know everything's running well. Cool. I love having smarter people than me on my podcast. You know, I can just um, let them uh, uh, share all their knowledge and I can sit back and and 
take it in myself. The other thing I just want to touch on real quick was, and I'm not going to get into it because it's a huge article, but it was an article on a better lemonade stand. They did their annual survey. If you don't know them, they're an e-commerce. They talk a lot about e-commerce. I mean, not just WooCommerce. I mean, they talk a lot about a lot of stuff. And I'm going to have the link in there because there's a lot of stats in there that from their survey. And the thing that I had to look at, I had to see uh, that one thing was, which e-commerce platforms or marketplaces do you use to sell your products? And the survey that they gave, 39.6% was the top one. That was Shopify. And WooCommerce was next at 34. So, because there's a lot of different things there. I mean, the next one, for example, I looked at, which was really interesting is, are you truly passionate about the products you sell and the market you serve? Yes, 83%. No, 17%. Um, one of the things that I find really interesting, I, I give a talk uh, at WordCamps about starting an e-commerce business. Um, and it's called, So You Want to Sell Online. And one of the things that I talk about in that talk is the difference between uh, finding a passion product and a money product (laughs) there's there's a way to start a business in an e-commerce business with a product you don't care about at all just because it can make you tons of money but i've found that when you start a project or a business around your passion you know one of my passions is helping other people having an agency is, is is a good fit for that passion. Uh, when you start a business around your passion, you put more of yourself into it. And because of that, it's more likely to succeed. Yeah. I, when I, when I hear, when I hear and see reports like this, that show market share. Um, it, it stresses me out a little bit because I don't think market share is the thing we should be looking at. I don't think any of us should care about it. And I, and the reason I say that, so I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying that the volume increasing, people adopting the platform isn't important. But I think that we we get these indicators um, without seeing the major report. It's interesting. It's a it's a passing fact, and I go, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense because because I know that you know the the majority of people are trying to to help shop owners create awesome stores that are performing and, and all that. Right. Um, what I think is more important than the stats is really thinking about how we interact with each other and how we interact publicly on behalf of any open source project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to name other open source projects. What I will say is I've seen in many instances and it happens with WordPress and WooCommerce as well is when people get frustrated with uh, the governance of a project or um, or the direction or the way it's going or just frustration with the, the project in and of itself, maybe the code base or something like that, we have a tendency to talk about it very publicly and raise our fist and and uh, get on a soapbox and, and really talk loudly about the things that we, we don't like. And at the end of the day, we, most of us aren't going to stop using the platform because of these things that we're stressed out about. We just want to be heard, right? And, um, and, and I think it's important to raise this concept because 
when we very publicly talk about the things that we believe are inadequate in a product or a platform, it appears to some people, um, for instance, Fortune 500 companies, that there is a groundswell of um, dissatisfaction um, within the community with the way the product works. Uh, and it's simply, it's simply not as true as we, we might think. You know, people that are close to the project, they, they uh, of course, there are things that aren't good that, that could be improved, whatever. But as a whole, the platform is awesome. Uh, WordPress is awesome. Uh, these things enable a, a crazy amount of people uh, around the world to um, to publish both content and products. And I think it's important to keep that in mind. And just a reminder to um, to to communicate uh, in a way that's helpful. And um, and that includes going on forums, uh, you know, advanced WordPress forums and things like that, or advanced WooCommerce. Um, you know, I hear a lot. Oh, that's not advanced. And I'm like, well, to somebody it is, right? To somebody, you know, standing up and walking, you know, for all of us when we were kids, standing up and walking was was advanced, right? So we have to we have to think about that. Um, and so those are the things that that I think more about instead of the um, the stats, right? If we get all of that other stuff right, um, then the stats they're just going to happen. Like we'll overtake other platforms uh as far as market share goes and things like that so well and there there is one other thing i want to call out here that's in the statistics though that i found very interesting um one of the things that they have here as a section is failing at building a business now one of the things that i say to my team all the time is that success is built on a foundation of failure because if you don't fail, you can't know how to succeed, right? And looking at the statistics here, 50% of the people currently running a successful e-commerce business, according to this survey, have failed two to three times before finding success. 50%. You want to know how many people never failed? 4.5%. So 95.5% of these people who are running successful e-commerce businesses failed at least once. Yeah. Mind size is my seventh business. I tried a lot of different things and I had success with some and abject failure with others. It's just about taking what you've learned from those failures, moving forward and building something on top of it. That's what we keep doing, you know, and even in running a business, something's bound to go wrong at some point. Nobody is perfect. No agency is perfect, but it's how you handle that failure that determines what you can build on top of it next. So one of our core values at MindSize is that we know that mistakes are going to happen, but when they do, don't cover it up. Don't try to minimize it. Go to the client it's impacting and own it. 
own the mistake, own the fact that it happened, and then own it with your team too. I did this. This was my problem. I caused it. This is what I'm going to do to solve it. And this is how we move forward from here. And that framework for how to handle a mistake can be applied in any business. And I think it should be a core value in every business. But in, in our case, you know, it came out of me living through multiple business failures and realizing that one of the most common failures was trying to be better than we were and trying to cover up a mistake that had happened. So don't cover it up. Just own it. Own it. Yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, and I think it's interesting looking at this because I'm seeing where I fall into it. I'm in the in there for sure. And I'm I'm just looking for the option that says I had a business and this is how many ideal ideas failed. And I'm looking for that bucket load um <laughs> option there for me to fill, you know, pop the in pivot. there and say <laughs> yeah. the the pivots. How many times did you pivot before oh, you found man. success? Yeah. 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 Pivot so many times. Man. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, this has been great. I think we uh yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh why don't you tell everyone, Zach, where people can find you on the web? Well, you can find the company at mindsize.me. That's mindsize.me. Uh, you can find us at uh, mindsize.me on pretty much everything. Um, and you can find uh, Patrick Garman <laughs> uh, tomorrow. I know this probably won't release beforehand, but... Um, He's speaking at this Decode Summit the WP Engine is running. Uh, we'll have staff at WordCamp Miami. Uh, Mark Gratch is speaking out there. Pretty much any WordCamp you can think of, uh, we'll probably have somebody there at some point. And if we don't, it won't take long to find another one we'll be at. Excellent. And Mendel, you nailed it. You, you're, you're hired. I won't replace you with Zach. You know, it's it's definitely um, really enjoyed having you on your, your premiere appearance. Thanks, Bob. I enjoyed it as well. Well, that's it, everyone. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite pod platform. You can sign up for our Woo News. It goes out every Saturday morning with all sorts of Woo stuff in it. Or you can become a friend of Do the Woo as well. And we do have sponsorships open for this podcast. Until next time, thanks, Zach. Thanks, Mendel. <laughs>